Danny Brown, bitch. bitch. Tell me what you need. Name. I got some Adderall and fire ass weed. Yo. And they try to tell me I get too high. That's a lie. If so, bitch, I would have been done. Stop. The flow OD. Yeah. Don't get cold cheeks. Capisha, fuck with me. Fuck around and be deceased. Black. Rest in peace, whack niggas. Whack. With oversized clothes. Complain about my jeans, cause I'm taking all they house. Hold up. Wait a minute, your pussy ain't shit till you have some Danny in it. I'm going off the Danny, nodding off, watching minutes. Rolling up some purple that my nigga called Grimace. Bitch, I ain't finished. Nah. These bars was test tube, then I left before a chemist. Rolling testers on it, but the testers got slumped. Got slumped. I'm smoking blunt after blunt. Blunt after 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 Joe Gallagher, and with me in the room, he's high as a kite. It's Paul McLeod. <laughs> trying to get my phone out of my pocket. I did it, and I didn't turn my phone on when I did so. Um, so, Joe, uh, I actually can't even see you because I'm looking through my fucking pop screen, <laughs> but I'm sitting a good four feet away from you, I would say. You are. For the first time in Savage Beast recording history. Well, I mean, you know, every time we record, you are four feet away from me. You're just several hundred thousand more feet. <laughs> True. True. <laughs> True. <laughs> New standards of closeness could yet be set. Um, um, yes, we are in the same uh, uh, place for the first time since we began this podcast. Mm-hmm. We're in the beautiful state of Oregon, um, which is a, a liberal, um, near-socialist paradise or it will be when I'm done with it. Um, and we have, um, you know, I just want to celebrate uh, the uh, the farmers of Oregon. <laughs> you know, the some some uh, quality produce that they uh, bring to uh, the, the devil's lettuce, sea land and air. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's that's just my favorite name for it. It's um. <laughs> It's great. Uh, Paul. <laughs> okay. okay. <Dear>. Yes, Joe. <laughs> Paul, what, what is music? <laughs> Joe, Joe, music is any... Um, <laughs> any sound uh, that someone wants to make and have others... <laughs> listen to it as music that's the best i can come up with yeah i mean you can't have you can't have involuntary music you have to want to make it yeah it's interesting it, well, <laughs> it is yeah, it is important that there is some standard but i mean because you you could say you know more traditionally it involves rhythm and tone in some fashion but there are things True. intended as music now that that don't do that like metal mm. machine music yeah yeah it's a good question as to whether music that's kind of designed for like you know uh the an ecstasy fueled club <laughs> uh experience is really the same device as 
music you like listen to for an aesthetic effect. Yeah. Um, no, I think they are. They're just different levels of it, different (laughs) ends that can be put to, I mean, uh, uh, you know, uh, Anna Karenina and um, mm-hmm. the latest uh, BuzzFeed listicle are both writing. Yeah. No one would question that. Yo, I think the dog is really freaked out. <laughs> the dog. <laughs> Chief has never more wanted to be transformed back into the wizard he once was than yeah. at this moment right now. He will be, but he has to, he's currently, I feel like he's probably living backwards through time. <laughs> Uh, much like uh, so, this is Benjamin Button and Merlin combined. Or some yes, shit. yes, basically. Oh my god! Yeah, what a horrible existence. Um. Uh, what is music, Joe? Well, <laughs> uh, it's uh, what we podcast about. That's true. That's the standard. Yes. <laughs> Would we podcast about it? Yeah. Well, then it's music. <laughs> So, oh, um, mute your phone. Yeah, I will. Actually, I have a handy switch on the side of my phone that mm. allows me to do that without even turning the screen on. Wow. Um, the that's a plug for the One Plus Three, um, our first live read. Anyway, yeah. um, <sighs> go to uh, uh <laughs> what? <laughs> Go to compusa.com <laughs> forward slash jackers. <laughs> Joe, have you ever heard of uh, the Reddit uh, J.O. Buds, the subreddit? No. Yeah. I stumbled on this the other night. Oh, is it is it where you're looking for a jerk off buddy? Yeah. Okay. So then you're you're like you're you're trying to find a dude. Yeah, who like, like jerk off, you know, like with you in with solidarity. You. Yeah, yeah, you're like both on the couch, you're watching porn. Yeah. And it could be gay or straight porn. Yeah. Yeah, you just like, you get off by the fact that you're both. Jerking it. Jerking it, yeah. Yeah, so apparently J.O. Buds is for if you just want to be like online jerk off buddies. But then oh. they had to create a like, you know, subsidiary subreddit uh, for people who are trying to meet up and do this. Anyway. These are the times we live in. Could there be a subreddit where you meet up to listen to music with other bros? <laughs> like the new the new girl pulls out and you're like, yeah, I want to get together with a couple other bros and just that could totally be a thing. That yeah. actually makes sense. Yeah, I think I think I would sign up. Would you be jerking off when you did it? Well, no, you'd have to have a special subreddit for that. <laughs> like what? high 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 fi <laughs> jo buds surprisingly popular mm-hmm. um yeah so anyway it's just fun that we live in a time where i could be just you know randomly searching reddits and uh just learn about a thing people are doing and how yeah. they're using the internet to yeah. do it uh i think uh i think the the runner-up for the <laughs> the name of this podcast was uh jerk off buttons <laughs> it would be no it would, it would in fact be much more accurate yeah uh, yes <laughs> we should put that in the metadata for this <laughs> podcast yeah <laughs> uh, oh man <laughs> well paul uh-huh. uh chris cornell is dead <laughs> and we are alive i mean that's actually really <laughs> Sad. Um, it's true. Chris Cornell uh, killed himself this week in a hotel in Detroit. 
Yeah. Uh, that fucking sucks. Yeah. Uh, he was uh, uh, one of the best uh, singers of the grunge era um, and certainly adjacent to a lot of my favorite music and, uh, you know, someone I admire. I think I admired a lot of his music, yeah. uh, even if it wasn't my 100% favorite all the time. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that you said adjacent to some of your favorite artists because I feel the same way in that I uh, I don't feel like this is kind of the same conversation we had after Prince died, but like I don't feel like I really got into him to the extent that you would think I might have given my demographic facts. Well, it's like a Soundgarden is just, I'm never, you know, whenever someone puts on a Soundgarden song and, and is like, this is a fucking great song, like a lot of it, you know, popped up in the past few days and it's all been. I never play it and think, well, I don't know about this. I'm always yeah. like, yeah, this is a really fucking good example of the music I like. Yeah, exactly. Like I, uh, I could still listen to Spoon Man. Even it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's good, solid. It feels very middle of the road grunge. Spoon Man is the worst it, Soundgarden. It song. probably is, but I'm saying it's not awful. Yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> uh. So come together with you. Go ahead. I will. Um. Uh, Chris Cornell, though, yeah, he's dead. Uh, what? Scott Weiland died last year. Uh huh. Lane Staley died a while ago. Yeah, <laughs> a long fucking time ago. That was like two thousand one or something. Yeah, I mean, I almost I grew up um, with like Kurt Cobain in terms of like the original round of casualties of like yeah heroin addiction. Yeah. Wow. So now that I think about it. A large number of the leading men from that alt grunge wave are dead of the like very most successful in terms of critical and commercial success bands. Rivers Cuomo slayed them all. <laughs> but I mean, it's like it's really just like no, Billy she- Corgan and Eddie Vedder are left. Everybody else, a lot of the other guys, I think of as the big dudes are Dude, are dead. Maybe that's true. Maybe you would also count like Ed Kowalczyk or whatever his name is from Live. Mm, I know. I'm gonna choose not to. <laughs> Um, I guess, you know, Adam Duritz is still alive. These, these, that's a different thing to me. They weren't grunge. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's true. Yeah. I mean, a lot of grunge, I mean, there's sort of like a lot of grunge singers also died before they even attained fame. Yeah. Like the guy from mother love bone. Or yeah. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, and it's pretty fucked up. Yeah. Um, you think of you think of people as uh, progressing in their ability to handle drugs, but that's like a worse survival rate than a lot of '70s bands. I feel like. Yeah, and um, I feel like the drugs are in some ways maybe they're easier to get. I don't know. They're not anyway. Hard. Well, the the addition of the opiates. Yeah. Don't uh, don't get hooked on drugs, kids. Yeah. Use drugs responsibly. Don't go outside. Do like like do a lot of drugs, but just don't get crazy do them responsibly mm-hmm. um so what is it now that we are listening to these bands and uh the you know the leads i'm just you know the lead singer is dead <laughs> how does that change a band it definitely i mean you think about it every time you listen to Jimi hendrix or somebody like that yeah um so you definitely think about it especially as you try to like because if there's any band that old worth listening to, there's some sort of um, aspect of of serious uh, soulfulness in a way. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Uh, yeah. That's built into it. Otherwise, you wouldn't listen to it. And 
because that quality is um, is integrated into the music, you can't help thinking about the actual person who made it. Um, right. And then knowing that that person eventually just couldn't handle life anymore um, is uh, definitely going to affect the way you relate to that then. It's... Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a reason there's a there's a strong chain there is i guess what i'm saying yeah um fuck this got heavy yeah really heavy man um, damn shit uh well i mean i guess chris cornell did kill himself so we're yeah but a lot of these guys i mean lane staley didn't kill himself yeah. but he had a habit he knew would kill him yeah it's true um, um or had a really good ch- chance to yeah yeah <sighs> Um, and then of course, uh, um, there's a, there's a big list of, um, um, what's his name? The, the lead singer of blind melon. Yep. It's another that's true. one. Um, you really should know his name. I mean, this is like our, this is our bread and butter. <laughs> Shannon Hoon. Yeah, that's right. I always remember yeah. that Hoon seemed like a really weird name. Yeah. To me. He had a cocaine overdose. Okay. Oh my God. Um, man, drugs are quite bad for you. Yeah. When you do a lot of them. Yeah. So, Paul, we're here today to talk about our main topic. Which is what? The power bottom uh, fiasco? Yeah. <laughs> it apparently is. Yeah. Um, so I haven't even read anything since all I know is I, I knew the initial accusation and then I, they got fired, I heard, but that's about all I know. Yeah, their, their label quit um, Jesus. selling their record. Um, if you, if you don't know the, 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 um, what we might call even call a queer power band, uh, power bottom, um, uh, their, uh, lead singer, Ben, mm-hmm. uh, was accused of multiple sexual assaults. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, there seemed to be a lot of corroboration from people who had, um, worked with the band. Um, in a lot of capacities. Um, and uh, there was backlash with Swift. Their album was about to come out, and uh, instead of it being a celebratory money, a moment, they were shunned, mm-hmm. tour canceled, album taken off the virtual shelves. Uh, and uh, it's kind of shocking. You know, it's... it's um, um, yeah, I can't think of another time this happened, to be honest. No, it's... Well, I mean, it's a new... I mean, before they just there wasn't the the method to spread the word so quickly yeah. of what assholes they were. You know, I mean, yeah, you know, or at least in, the one guy. Nineteen, right? Nineteen eighty-two. Like, how are you? Maybe these these kind of whispers go around, but unless someone writes about it in Rolling Stone, that's true. Um, not much is going to happen. And even then, they're probably writing a quote-unquote fair and balanced article. Yeah. So, or it's just like it's just like more of a well that's what rock stars do mm-hmm. attitude or something like that and it's just it's interesting because i just wonder now like am i supposed to ever listen to them again because they songs yeah. were catchy yeah and like funny and about sexual stuff too yeah um that song about being pissed off about a uh basically a tinder hookup taking too long to text the dude back like, yeah that was uh that was really funny and catchy. And uh, it's weird if you think of that being uh, now a person who had already at the time committed like a lot of sexual assaults, allegedly. Right. It's it's sort of, um, I feel like the closest analogy is 
um, watching the Cosby Show and realizing like, <laughs> that's Cosby so much was worse. Actually, already <laughs> drugging and raping women. Yeah, that's so much worse. Well, yeah, that's worse than anything. <laughs> just anything. It's just like so many people. Yeah, he was kind of. It seems like Dexter level. God, yeah, serial rapist. I mean, Ugh. it's just you know, and and that that like. I mean, I guess it is actually similar in that it was just so opposite from the message both of those yeah. artists were projecting. So, yeah. Um, I was going to say so much worse, but then I realized, like, actually, no, that's part of why it's such a big deal with Power Bottom is that mm-hmm. they were so vocally progressive on sexual issues like consent, one would presume. Yeah, I think that's the reason this, like, was yeah. such a, like, big deal. I think that's kind of the main thing is that they were, they represented, like, yeah, um, a, you know, woke a woke Twitter yeah. um, in a very, in the most positive sense of that term. Yeah, exactly. Um, and those people were not ready to um, give them any, to really to, you know, give them any uh, uh, room to maneuver on this. Yeah, and perhaps fairly so. Yeah. I guess, you know, it made me think of um, one that sort of got buried about one of my favorite bands that we've discussed, which is Swans. Yeah, because uh, like a couple of years ago, I want to say two years ago, maybe uh-huh. he was accused of rape by a woman he worked with in some musical capacity, as I recall, yeah. or at least in some professional capacity. Uh, basically, similar stories of it. It's not like, you know, the most lurid images you could have of rape, but just, you know, like non-consensual, coercive uh, uh, social engineering you into having sex with him. Yeah. And Hmm. anyway, so that accusation was made. It wasn't on its face incredible. Um, And, uh, but he denied it strongly. And then it's sort of just like, I haven't heard anything about it in a long time. And it was definitely covered, but it didn't raise anything like this kind of outcry. Um, Maybe just because he wasn't, uh, Michael Guerra is the guy we're talking about, uh, a symbol of um, woke Twitter, as you were saying in a positive way. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I've been to like his show since then and bought his record and, yeah. uh, but at the same time it's in the, so I mean, on the one hand, like it, literally nothing has been proven. Um, a woman made a claim of rape. He denied it strongly. His wife denied it strongly for whatever that's worth. Um, and, uh, so obviously I don't know what actually happened, but of course, uh, most rape claims are real. So who knows? Um, right. And, uh, so, uh, I guess my attitude is like, you know, I feel okay enough with, um, you know, using my money to support their art, which is, um, you know, the question is to what extent, uh, should one connect the art and the artist in a situation like this? Yeah. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, if it did turn out that um, it, at the back of your head, it's like if it ever became like definitively true, like would that change things? Yeah. Yeah. And like it, it's sort of, you know, to me, like it's hard. It's hard to say like it's like that is sort of part of, um, you know, when when something like this happens, you're like you kind of have to give it's like the correct position. It's, you know, seems to be give a lot of credence to the accuser you know right. and like there's no and just really statistically speaking there yeah and there's like no advantage really to making it up like in any city you know so it's like it's yeah. sort of one of those things where well it's like there's no bo- it's like 
it's one of those things. Well, I always take the analogy. It's like, well, if someone was murdered, you know, like obviously there's a body. Yeah. And it's like, why is that like, you know, we would never like question whether the body was real or not, you know, and these accusations are like. (laughs) There's bodies, a a body cannot lie about being alive or dead the way a person could lie about something having happened. Right. But it's like, that's sort of like the, the way I say it, like, okay, but maybe it should, would be like that unlikely or something like that. Like I try and I try and like sort of shift my mind more towards yeah, yeah. that. No, no. And I mean, um, yeah, like, like I said, statistically, but the vast majority of rape accusations are true as yeah. far as we can tell. Right. Right. Yes. And, um, I think it's, just, you know, what, I mean, it ends up being like part of, I mean, we'd start thinking about like indie rock as like a community mm-hmm. or like even like, you know, at like the farthest fringes, like we like participate in the community by like having this podcast and like telling mm-hmm. people about it and, uh, getting in dumb Twitter fights with, um, rock stars. Um, <laughs> um, so sure they've forgotten this. <laughs> right. But, and it's like, well then how much are we sort of, um, obligated to have a position yeah obligated to have a position to like sort of listen to music like you know um uh listen to the music that like the community has deemed you know acceptable i which sounds so anti-punk and just (laughs) oh okay awful but i uh i guess i don't worry about that too much Mm. um well i guess you know i guess like let's say uh let's say I thought the power bottom record was as good as I thought car seat headrest was. Yes. Maybe it would be hard to praise it as much. Yeah. Um, which I haven't listened to the record, so I don't uh, have an opinion on it other than I liked one of the songs they released uh coming up to it. Yeah. Um but uh I guess that's a good question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that I hadn't considered is or like what if like what if somebody I really love like what if Kendrick was credibly accused of something tomorrow like that would be that would be tough yeah that would be fucking weird well this Um, is by far the darkest savage piece we've ever recorded Joe and we've uh, recorded the deaths of several rock stars and here we are in person Um, Uh, people don't kill yourselves and don't rape um, and do report it if you are raped. Wow, Power Bottom seems to have been stricken from Spotify. Oh, Jesus. They have a profile and no songs. Damn. Well, I guess if their label was controlling it, they could probably pull them all. That's fucked up. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, there there is like this like sort of censorship of them that has been decided upon. But I mean, they could get music out. They could yeah. put it on. Oh, yeah. I bet Bandcamp would publish them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's just interesting in yeah. those in those terms. Or YouTube. I mean, they could definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I'm not too worried about it when a totally non-monopoly company decides they don't want to have anything to do with them. Like, maybe they should or shouldn't, yeah. but it's not like a cause for concern that the system is fucked. True. Um, uh, uh, but I think it's legitimate for the label to be like, we just don't want to be involved with... Uh, I mean, that's just like... Uh, <laughs> 
like if I became involved in a high profile uh, rape accusation case, I'm pretty sure my company would fire me. Um, True. <laughs> rightly so. True. Uh, so um, I can't really complain about that too yeah. much. I don't think. Yeah. Um, let's talk about. We need to talk about something like fun. Do you want to do that? Uh, build a rap team uh, thing for yes. Let's build a rap team. Okay. Uh, let's take a pause real quick and get me on your Wi-Fi so I can look at the graphic of it. All right. <laughs> we back. We're back. We're back. All right, Joe. Yeah. So there's this thing where uh, I remember this was done uh, in the NBA like a year or two ago mm-hmm. of build uh, your best possible team for $15. Yes. And then there are five ranks of uh. dudes worth $5, $4, $3, $2, and $1. Right. And you have to build your best possible team right. for $15. And right. so now somebody has done this with rappers. Yes. And so we have... Uh, want to make a rap super group with five guys yeah and so there are five rows of five guys for 25 guys total okay hold on yeah are you are you looking at the image joe uh, yeah i'm looking at the image and then i'm going to make a note who people are no no here so that's our first exercise i want to do oh god okay let's see how many of these 25 dudes we can collectively recognize all right Okay. Okay. So, so we're so top left five dollar first row or first guy, Kendrick. That's Kendrick. We got one. The next guy is J Cole. Okay, that was my guess. I, I'm gonna say we've got two. Drake is next easy. Next guy is Drizzy. Yep. Then Kanye is easy. Then Kanye. And is the fifth guy Young Thug? I believe so. Okay. But I'm not sure. Okay, I'm gonna give us five. Uh. Row two, we have Chance the Rapper. Yep. Then we have, um, uh, what's his face? Uh, I totally know who this is. Tyler, the creator. Yep. Joe, what are you typing over there? I'm typing people's names as we oh, name oh, them. Oh, okay, cool. Um, then, okay, who's the guy in the middle of row of the $4 I row? I don't know. I have no idea. See, that that could be like Lil Uzi Vert or, or like, somebody like or that. Or Travis and, Scott or yeah, something. Yeah, and I don't know what the, they look like. Neither, neither here. Yeah. Okay, so let's say we don't know that guy, but it might be yeah. Lil Uzi Vert or Travis Scott. Yeah, we, we, yeah, this is, yeah. <laughs> okay, then we have Soul Boy, uh, School Boy Q. Um, okay. And then after him, I'm pretty sure that's ASAP. Uh, ASAP Racky. Yeah, that's ASAP. Okay. All right. You've written all that down? Yep. Okay. And I think I do believe... Um, I think the middle dude might be... I'm pretty sure that's a little oozy. Really? Yeah. Okay, well, we didn't get it. We weren't... Okay. You yeah. had to look that up. Yeah. Okay, who's the first guy in the $3 row? No idea. No clue whatsoever. Okay. I I don't even have a guess. Nope. Uh, next guy is uh, Earl. Yep. Then we have uh, uh, Pusha T. Yep. Then we have Very Vince. Very recognizable. Yep. Then we have yep, Vince, Vince Staples. Yep. And then we have Logic. Okay, I would not have known Logic. Yeah, well, I got you covered. Yeah. Then the beginning of the, of the $2 row, we got LP. That's not LP. Yeah, that's LP. That is not LP. That's definitely LP. That is definitely not LP. Who the fuck is it? It's LP without glasses. It's like Juice? French Montana. Fuck. 
It's French Montana? It's not LP. That is not what LP looks How like. How is LP not in this, then? Oh, these are guys are way more mainstream than LP. But Killer Mike's in it. Yeah, he is. But that's not LP. French Montana doesn't look like that shit. <laughs> we have French Montana. Right no, I just did it. He's acting like French Montana. Well, I don't know what French Montana looks like, but it's somebody like that. God damn. Yes, that's French Montana. No, it's not. Okay, look up Wait, LP. First row and two dollar. Wait, we get the same chart up. Yes. You saying that ain't LP? That is not LP. Oh no, hell no, that's LP. <laughs> look up LP. Oh man, thank you for joining us tonight. <laughs> savage beast. So savage. I think this is actually funny, maybe. Um, no, look, at, look at that. Look at LP without the glasses there. That's then, not LP. No, no. Look at that. Look at that. Look, you looking at that? And that's that dude. No. Okay. If you're, if it turns out to be LP, uh, oh. then we got, then we got that one because we're doing this collectively. The next guy, I, I'm sure I should know what his name is, but I don't. Mm-hmm. Do you? Is that a girl? No, that's a guy. He's got long hair. Yeah, I don't know. It's poofy. Okay, no idea. Okay. Next guy is Freddie Gibbs. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Gibbs. I don't know who this next dude is. No, I feel like I'm going to know it when I hear it, but don't know. Yeah, then it's Killer Mike. Then Killer Mike. Then on the one dollar row, we got Action Bronson. Who, yeah. for a dollar, is an automatic choice. In yeah, that's this. a good deal. That is a good deal. <laughs> Just no question. He's on every winning team. Um, don't know the second guy. Yeah. I don't know the third guy. Yep. The fourth guy might be Chief Keith. Oh, yeah, Keith. Okay. And the fifth guy, no idea over here. Yeah, I love his look, though. Yeah, he's got sort of a balding... Uh, large, wide-curled afro. Chief Keith. Whoa, Chief Keith, you got a look to you, my friend. So what did we do, Joe? Like 16 of the, maybe maybe even 17 or 18 of the 25? Hold on, I'm trying to figure out which, guy, which of these guys is Chief Keith. The second from the right on the bottom. No, it's the middle on the bottom. Is, is Keith. No. Yeah, no, that's Keith. This is riveting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, folks, there's a reason we're not in the same room when we do this. Or I've never been stoned when we did a podcast. There you go. (laughs) I don't think I have. Well, a video game podcast, man. (laughs) That was just the effect of TJ. Um, so Paul, so if you if you add five, four, three, two, one, you get a uh, fifteen dollar. Yes. So I mean, I think yes. you're pretty clear. You got you you grab Kendrick. I'm Kendrick and Ab- Action Bronson are my first two choices based on the prices. I get yeah, I get Kendrick. I get Killer Mike for two dollars for yep. sure. Okay, that takes um, us up to eight. Um, well, I think the three dollar row. That's that's where. There are a lot of good dudes. Because is it Earl, Pusha T, Vince? I mean, instinct for me says Vince, but Pusha any of T, those dudes for three dollars is awesome. I think I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna say Earl is and not the dude. I would rather have any of those guys than any of the dudes on the four dollar row. Yeah, the four dollar row. Well, yeah, Schoolboy Q. Yeah, I like him a lot. I would definitely rather have Vince or Pusha T or Earl Sweatshirt on my team. Yeah, so I I like I like Kendrick Earl. No, Kendrick. Pusha T, Vince, 
Killer Mike action <laughs> I'm listening to that group. Yeah. Um, would you? Then you have an extra dollar, so I know. Do you want to put Drake on your team somehow? I don't care for Drake you, fronting a, a group of like really good rappers would be outstanding. That would be good. Yeah, yeah he's really good on the on the group track on ASAP's uh, album. Yeah, so if it's like you know, but the problem is I want him to like have a real super group. So yeah, it's got to bust this out. Like you know, Kendrick and uh, Chief Keef and you know Young Thug and uh, yeah, Pusha T. Like they just all have to be on one in this like six like five or six super group with him yeah drake basically has to be like fuck this i'm forming my own new wu-tang clan that will never <laughs> which is just would be the most awesome thing for drake to attempt that would be really cool um do you think do you think the guy in the, the first slot on row three could be meek mill what does meek mill look like oh it's a good question and also, there's some glaring omissions here. So first of all, Danny Brown is not on this list. Yeah, I was actually like wondering if I could even like honestly answer this without. Yeah, Danny, Danny Brown, Brown should be on the six dollar row. Yeah. Um, and then Gucci Mane is he on this list? I don't see him. Nope. Seems so like he would that. be big enough to be on here. And Future. Yeah, I I, I don't even like Future that much, but it seems like that. he's famous enough to be on this grid of twenty five famous rappers. Just a big question about you know who I mean the best who are the best twenty five rappers in the world right now? That's yeah. quite a discussion. Do, should Jay Z be on the list? Uh, it's kind of like saying is Carmelo one of the best twenty five NBA players? It's <laughs> mm. a pretty apt analogy, actually. Yeah. Just, just eh, too old to give a shit about where they rank. Um, Paul S- Snoop Dogg should not be on this list. Anyway. No, no, fuck that. Snoop Dogg's. I mean, he was a good rapper in like the nineties. Yeah, like he's not rapping well on "Pop It Like It's Hot." No, you're right. You're right. Yeah, he's had some moments, I'm sure, in the past decade, but somewhere, somewhere on his reggae album, Snoop <laughs> Lion. <laughs> really lays it down. Um, uh, why, uh, <laughs> Joe? What is music? Well, it's um, it's the human soul <laughs> minus science. So you have that 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 equation: soul minus science. We What's need, left is the music. We need to music. take. A break. <laughs> we need to take a
took a break to commune uh, <laughs> with the god of uh, the god of the sky. The, god of the, sun. <laughs> the, the laser god of consciousness. But we we came up with things to talk about as a result. Mm-hmm. Paul, you went and saw uh, I Nako. I Nako, I think is how they were saying. I Nako. Yeah, so that was interesting. It mm-hmm. was uh, at a venue I'd never heard of before. Mm-hmm. When I, I just you know I liked their album, mm-hmm. and so I looked up their tour dates, and it was they were playing Tucson venue I'd never heard of, and um, it's called Pomero. So I looked it up, and they, they like they like have a Facebook page, and that's their entire like web presence, which isn't mm-hmm. like punk. it's a new punk. Yeah, and so then you look it up uh, by its address, nine thirty three North Main Street in Tucson. And it's just like this warehouse-looking building. So picture and jerk off, buddy. <laughs> Almost. So I go there last Thursday. Uh, that would be the like second Thursday in May. And uh, to see this show. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Got to make sure now. it's clear for the record, Joe. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's a warehouse. And uh, this uh, gay dude named Terry lives there. And uh yeah. So I pay to go He's in. Got a house full of wares. <laughs> no, that's the point. Um, no, so he, he lives there, and he, uh, I talk to, I get to talking to him about, uh, and I'm like, so what's the deal with the space? And he's like, yeah, so, you know, I live here with my boyfriend, and then we have a space made as well, and then, you know, ten nights a month we uh, turn it into an art show space. Uh, and it's designed to be that, you know, so we, the concerts have been going really great, just taken off, but then, you know, haven't really gotten it going uh, as well with like more of the visual art type things. But, uh, uh, yeah, so <laughs> we also want it to be a queer social space. Um, and it's like, okay, cool. And then he's like trying to get me to like reveal if I know anybody who might want to move in because it's space mate is leaving, but it has mm-hmm. to be a gay dude. So everybody's comfortable. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry, don't know anybody who wants to live in a warehouse. Um, so yeah, it's just like very stark inside uh-huh. cinder blocks. Uh, we're basically in their kitchen mm-hmm. uh, while we're watching this show. Okay. Which is like, so there are like, you know, 30 people in the crowd and the room is like twice the size of the room we're sitting in right now. Uh-huh. There's a very tall sort of half unfinished kitchen in one corner the vegan cake being offered because it's somebody's birthday and uh then there's mm. like just some speakers set up and uh the people playing the show and so we're all just uh standing there watching and um like the first guy is a guy named um uh faggot failure oh yeah and good name uh, yeah uh so um he goes on and his music is basically like whorls of noise with a few pop melodies every once in a while Okay. And he's just like singing about something. You can't hear any vocals on the sound system in this place. And then he's doing like some sort of like good form, but mediocre gymnastics on an old uh, weightlifting bench <laughs> in between singing. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a picture uh, I could show you of him doing a headstand on this weird. bench. <laughs> yeah. And then when he's singing, he's sort of like pawing at the feet of the people in the front of the crowd. Um, so that was pretty interesting. He played for like 20 minutes. And then uh, the Doyen from Phoenix uh, performed, and he is a uh, drag queen who um, plays uh, like just sort of like hard dance rap music, 
and was actually pretty fun. Wow. Uh, got this group of 30 people or so actually dancing. Um, and uh, then uh, Ineco played. And uh, Joe, what is like the smallest venue you've seen like a real show in? Uh, probably something around the size that you're describing. It was like somebody, it was like a house, but I was like literally mm. like in one room and the band was like playing in the next room and we were watching them. Okay. Yeah. So it, that was the situation, except I was in the room with the band and okay. literally like four feet away from the lead singer of I Nako. Yes. Um, yes. While they played. I have watched a band this way, though not what is well known as I Nako, which I guess aren't that well known, but yeah. Um, no, and so that was awesome. Um, yeah. Oh, shit, the dog is eating your cigarette. Oh, shit, he is. Chief, would you like some treats? <laughs> okay. All right, so the dog, <laughs> the dog tried to eat the uh, marijuana cigarettes. Um, <laughs> Paul, what, what was happening in this living room? Oh, yeah, so I was just really close to Ineka while they played, and cool. they are an incredibly uh, energetic and tight uh, live band. Um the the drummer who is a uh, presents as a woman it seemed to me mm-hmm. but who knows um uh was awesome <laughs> um and i think i've said before that the best thing when you're watching a band is to when you see like a really good drummer playing and we were close enough that you know you could see pretty much uh whatever you wanted so um given their mix uh, or their it's too late i'd seen everything <laughs> their melodic uh sort of like hard indie punk uh sound it was uh it was just awesome so anyway uh try to go to really weird little venues i guess is my point oh yeah i signed up for their mailing list and uh like two days later i got a notice that there was going to be a uh uh, a party uh, an after party from an earlier um erotic performance show Mm. art show thing at a house and it's that and it was like uh the guy terry wrote um and I'll be bring and I'll be bringing edible body paint because yes, it is that kind of party. Wow! And I was like, and blah 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 blah. And then about <laughs> this was all part of the uh, after effects of the wonderful art of the person who was hosting this thing. And I was like, hmm, all right, well, there's my invitation to a gender flexible orgy, <laughs> and uh, I don't think I'm going to attend. But now I know where to find these things. You've learned from your time <laughs> on Jo Buds that it's just. <laughs> <laughs> it's never what it seems. No, no. Um, gender, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Do not trust what people say. Gender on flexible buds. orgy is definitely the third. <laughs> that was like choice number three for the name of this podcast. <laughs> um, oh man! Last night, last night we saw Fleet Foxes together. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a good band, uh, and they played a, a good show uh, consisting of good songs, um, <laughs> which they interpreted into uh, good music. All, all true. Yes. Um, yeah, I uh, I mentioned this to your wife, but you were inside. But uh, mm-hmm. really great ambiance in that place. Yeah, I feel like the acoustics maybe uh, were a little smeary. It is. It was a square room. Yeah, and and I actually think playing them from the corner. Like they do, yeah. Uh, rather than straight on down the length of the hall, uh, makes the effect worse. Um, well, just it it works well enough spatially, but uh, acoustically, like you could tell, especially when he was just like singing with his acoustic guitar. Yeah, it was uh, not as clear as one would hope, but still a good show. Um, 
your wife was saying, and I agree, it would have been even cooler if we could have been a fair bit closer. But uh, that is the way of things. We weren't going to be out there all day. That is that is uh, <laughs> any show. Yep. Anyway, really good. Uh, fun to see them live again. They played for two hours, which was yeah. uh, impressive. That was cool. Yeah. Um, and it seems like the songs from the new album are going to be quite good. Yeah. More of their... Uh, we were trying to decide the genre. Um, you yeah. said which kind of folk, Joe? Well, I said... Oh, yeah. It was like gospel folk front like from gospel folk to psychedelic rock they yeah just make many stops yeah in between. and then i was saying psychedelic country which is yes similar ish ideas um, um so yeah kind of more like, of that yeah buddhist country <laughs> i mean that's what I transcendental country yeah um, um yeah <laughs> uh paul yes joe uh, what um, what's your favorite Beatles song? <laughs> My favorite Beatles song, <laughs> so smooth, um, is "A Day in the Life." Mm. And I think this, despite the fact that I uh, really don't care for one of its sections, but uh, we've discussed the song before. Woke up, got Yeah, that part sucks. The Paul McCartney part of that song sucks, but all the John Lennon parts are awesome. From uh, the uh, lyrics that are dark, but I interpret it as being even darker as being about a suicide right. uh, initially and still choose to do so. We've had this discussion before. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are just wonderful combined with, um, I don't know, some really the, wild, uh, the sustained E chord where they all held the, 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 you know, they all played the E on different pianos and then, yeah. Um, uh, they just kept turning up the mics and then uh, more and more. Yeah, and then the thing where they had the orchestra all ascend from the low, their lowest note to their highest note, and the only rule was they couldn't go down at any point. Right. Um, that uh, during the choruses is, uh, you know, <laughs> just <laughs> wild stone dudes, and uh, it produced some moments of genius like that. And uh, yeah, even just John going like ah, it's uh, a great song. Combining the best of pop and weird uh, experimental stuff. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, Joe, what's your favorite Beatles song? Um, I think it's uh, it's it's changed a few times, but I think it's Nowhere Man. Um, I don't think I know that one at least by a, name. He's a real nowhere man. I'm sure I've heard it. Um, and it's it's just sort of this like, well, that's the thing. It's sort of like an an un, you know, celebrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, pop song of John's that's just um, kind of does that perfect intersect of like the Beatles being like great pop musicians uh, being really um, sort of casually dark and um, you know and sort of like also prophetic in in the way they were Mm -hmm. you know what they were singing about in the the mid 60s um and uh, I think that's, you know, and, and I, where they're, you know, sort of like they, John loved to talk about how being famous meant nothing. 
um, how he was like sort of this empty vessel for it. Um, it's a subject all mega famous but, people are attracted to eventually. Yeah. But he's a real nowhere man sitting in his nowhere land and making all his nowhere plans for nobody. It's just delightful. <laughs> I think uh, even though they're not my favorite band of all time, the fact that the Beatles have just so many good songs to great yeah. songs. It's insane. That a song that's your favorite is one that I can't even recognize. Yeah. Uh, is... Uh, is why it's pretty fair to call them the greatest band of all time. Oh, definitely. Nonetheless, yeah. yeah. Easily, easily. It's it's really ridiculous. Mm. I mean, like, if I had to guess, I would say there are probably 200 Beatles songs that I would listen to and be like, this is good. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's just, I, I really don't know how it's possible in the context of other bands and, you know, songwriters, like, how there there was this one pair yeah that was able to be so much better and more <laughs> prolific in terms of reaching a certain point than yeah than anyone else i mean it doesn't make sense like that no one would have even like really come close yeah and it's them. interesting you're right and it's interesting because the way people put music out has changed so much just yeah. that they do it so much more slowly now yeah i mean i think that's i always think that the that's one of the lessons of the beatles is that you know, they got so much music out over, you know, basically over the course of like seven years. Yeah. Um, and now there's just not that pressure. And I think a lot of bands then kind of underproduce in their peak years. You Absolutely. Know, they, they come out maybe with one or two albums when they're, the, you know, like a total of like 20 songs. And I just think a lot of them could probably record 200 songs. I mean, even. Yeah. The beloved Smashing Pumpkins, they did record a ton for the Melancholy Sessions. Yeah, that it's kind that's of like the like, most prolific I can think of a great band being. Yeah, it's like wa- there was no times. reason for them to not record. I mean, they, they kind of got, I think, 56 songs out, like, yeah. or 50 or so with all the B-sides. And it's like, there's And no like maybe that, like 40 of them are really good yeah, or something it's like, like that. There wasn't a reason for them not to recruit, record 40 more if they had mm-hmm. them. And that's, you know, I think yeah. that's... Um, a lot of bands now don't don't reach that point. So I guess that's maybe one of the limiting factors with the Beatles. It's sort of a uh, different time. Yeah, it's like in basketball. It's like the the pace of the game <laughs> exactly. changed so much. Exactly, it's hard to match the stats. If you don't adjust. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's telling that someone like David Bowie mm-hmm. is not like he has twenty fucking awesome songs, and that's not that's like a does not touch the Beatles at all. Yeah, yeah. When it comes to how the number of songs that are at that level, yeah, no, absolutely. And I yeah. mean, maybe Prince is somebody you could, who approached that. Yeah, a little bit. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I would have to, you know, really exactly. like Prince. Yeah, I bet people who really like Prince think that is true, though. Yeah, but there, is that is that like he's in the he's he's got a high number anyway. Right, but I mean, you know, I really like Weezer. But yeah, I but would like it's my opinion to be trusted about whether they have enough songs to match. Well, the fair, I don't know. yeah. But even in your most Weezer insane, uh, <laughs> you you could pick thirty songs that are really great. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Wow. <laughs> yeah, if I was, you know, and that you'd have to have loose limits to get to thirty. Yeah, yeah. very loose. Um, uh, fuck. <laughs> the Beatles, man. No kidding. The Beatles. Um. What's your who's your favorite Beatle, Paul? 
Uh, I can't say no to John. He's mm-hmm. such a good singer. I think yeah. <laughs> we've discussed this before. Damn. And also, uh, just he, he was the more like, uh, even if it doesn't always work, I respect the out there people more. Yeah. Like like an outcast. How even though Big Boy is arguably a much more reliable performer, especially uh, since they broke up. Yes. Uh, everybody still kind of respects Andre Three Thousand more. Right. Um, so totally. that's kind of how I feel about John and Paul outcast. I mean, if they'd released as much music as the Beatles did it, over like a seven year period, it would be yeah legendary. Yeah. Like what if outcast was putting out an album every nine months for, during they the nineties? They definitely could have. Yeah. Cause that's yeah, like what the Beatles pace imagine. was. Yeah. It's hard to imagine that. It really is. I mean, I guess maybe you could say that in recent times, rappers with mixtapes have gotten to that level of product productivity. Well, it's back at it. It's back at where, you know, if you're gone for a year, people yeah. know, completely forget about you. You got to drop something. Yeah. So, I mean, like somebody like Gucci Mane has probably put out yeah. an incredible volume of music. I mean, I've, I had all of Lil Wayne stuff like 10 years ago and it was an insane amount. Yeah. You know? I mean, man. Yeah. Carter. So maybe that's the modern equivalent, yeah. uh, such as there has been one. And we are, yeah. our, it reveals our rockest uh, core that we didn't think of it for this long. Is there a bad Lil Wayne song? Yeah, it's, yes, there are definitely bad Lil Wayne songs. If so, songs. I don't want to know about it because, <laughs> uh, you know, we'll get shot. There's that whole album where he does rock, Joe. That thing must be so bad. Oh, uh, yeah, not good. Yeah, there's just no way that could ever have been good. <laughs> But he's got a guitar ball. I mean, like if Billy Corgan released a rap album, that would be the worst thing that ever happened. <laughs> oh my god, it's just my brain catches on fire <laughs> just thinking about it. The poetry was bad enough. <laughs> I mean, actually, you know, I just that just occurred to me. We make fun of uh, rap guys who yeah. do rock albums because they're always really bad. Yeah, but the fact that there's there aren't even any albums I can think of where a rock star, a legit rock star tries to go rap because it's so obviously a bad idea. Uh, maybe we should, maybe we should, uh, uh, even though they're more discreet about it, um, think that, uh, this really speaks ill of rock stars that they would be so bad at going back at going the other way. Yeah. I don't, I don't, Google doesn't even indicate that there's any of these albums <laughs> where, uh, you know, John Lennon would have rapped. Oh no, God! It, even Yoko hasn't rapped, has she? Maybe she has. Oh yeah, hell yeah! She's rapped. Yeah, she does all. She does all. Oh man, that might be. That has a ten percent chance of being awesome and a ninety percent chance of being terrible. Um, oh, there's a Chris Brown Brown song called Yoko Ono. Mm, nope, that's not uh, what we're looking for. <laughs> Yoko Ono dropped the best rap song of the year oh okay joe we should listen to that. <laughs> um seriously you should play it no, and we I can think, just edit I, it I in later yeah i think that might have been a joke oh come on
Joe, that ruled. Yeah, we just watched um, <laughs> We're All Water, a performance by the Plastic Ono Band, uh, oh. I believe, uh, with John Lennon um, on uh, some uh, late night show. It was fucking awesome. It was sort of like a... Yeah, at first I was like, this is just Yoko singing badly over uh, straight ahead blues. And then she the first chorus happened. <laughs> 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 and just anytime she was just literally screaming sounds, especially when she was then dueling with the saxophone while doing so, uh, was fantastic. It's amazing that uh, John Lennon, the best rock star of all time, chose <laughs> to spend... Uh, many years of his career uh playing just back up to to this insanity but the band was really good and a large part of it was how tight his guitar is like he is awesome at that oh yeah it's actually not a waste of his uh talents true true um and uh yoko is a fucking uh, it's it's great yeah that's great that's like (laughs) as soon as she starts screaming you're like oh this is genius avant-garde art i didn't understand what i was looking at yeah uh, what's the difference? We're all water. Yeah, there may not be much difference. Oh there my god! Much difference. <laughs> who who could have thought that you could turn not really speaking a language very clearly into such an artistic <laughs> tool? Yeah, it's uh... yeah, it's amazing. It is good job, Yoko. All right, Joe. I think I think we've had enough tomfoolery. Yeah, for <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, um... That was fun. We will see what the results are. I'm not even going to give you guys the social media sign-off. Good night. Good night. There will be no encore.